Grammy Award-winning producer, Doc Ish, in the building, man. Salute to you, bro. How is life? How you doing? Salute, job. Salute. Thank you for having me on here, first and foremost. Um, I am doing well, man. I'm, 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 you know, I'm living life, breathing, so I can't complain. Um, you know, got a lot of things on the table right now, just trying to get everything accomplished before Christmas. You know, got my kids nagging me about, you know, what they want for Christmas and all that stuff. But, you know, I try to tell them every year, you know, this this year there's not going to be a Christmas, but, you know, they don't believe me. I say it every year. So, you know, it's getting old to them. So, yeah, I've been there, man. Kids know. Yes. Yes. Big fucking deal, man. Whether we want to admit that shit or not, man. Like, like it's it's a beautiful thing. And and I'm not ignoring you. I'm just trying to make sure that uh everything we can hear. You know, I can hear my hear us pretty good on YouTube and on Facebook and kind of change the title or whatever. Um, I just hate I hate when I'm talking to somebody and he's looking down. Like, explain that shit first. (laughs) Yeah, I was I I was like, damn, I'm, I'm hideous. I know I'm not that hideous, Jobs. I'm like. This cat, this cat can't even look at me. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> no, nah, man. I just, I just like to make sure, you know, because I, I, I tend to fuck up sometimes with the, uh, the audio and shit. So I have to make sure that we're doing all right. But man, like, like I don't have to like. My kids are grown. So the the buying them shit stage is over. Like I might send them, I might cash out them a couple of bucks, but this is my first Christmas without my parents. So oh, it's yeah, been that, really that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, it's, it's been a tough one, man. I was just literally just talking to my wife about that. Like you know, my mom's has been like this time. Literally last year, my mom's and my stepfather was upstairs on my couch. Oh wow! You know, yeah. It's a- to yeah, lose both in one gone. year. Yeah, to lose. So you lost both in one year. Man. Yeah, I lost my mom and my dad. My stepfather, we still, we still, he's still with us, you know. But due to the COVID, you know, I can't really go up, go up there and visit, you know. So it's just been a horrible yeah. fucking year all around. Yeah, this is definitely one for the books. This is definitely one for the books. I mean, this is this is something that a lot of people are going to talk about in years to come when they sit there and say, you know, like, what did you do and what did you survive and what happened during 2020 in your yeah. life? And you know what I mean? And how did it impact you? How did it hurt you? How did it help you? How did, you know what I mean? It's just like, um, yeah, it's been this a crazy generation's Vietnam or Great Depression. Right, right. <laughs> you know, every generation's got that one really just calamity. You know, this this is it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But you know, enough of the depressing shit, bro. Let's let's talk about the music, man. How's that going, man? How it's got to be? It, it, I'm I was actually literally just listening to some of your shit when you uh when you hit me up on the Zoom. I Fucking fire, bro. Appreciate it, appreciate it, man. I have um, it's crazy because. I've been doing this a long time and, and like during COVID, I, I was like, yo, I, I have to do some, 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 some new stuff, some different stuff. It's almost like rebranding yourself. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. one of the things that I've been on since, um, and it's, and it's just about to start to release, but one of the things that I've been on since I would say like maybe mid November, 
is I've been on low five beats. And it was crazy because everybody used to sit there and say, yo, Doc, like, why don't you make some lo-fi shit? Like, why don't you make, you know, I'm like, what is lo-fi? Like, what, what was that? Like, keep, you know, because now- I was just about to ask you. You know, like, and, and, and I'm going to break it down in the simplest form. What's crazy is that what I love about hip hop nowadays compared to back, back, you know, when I first came up in the, in the late nineties was mm-hmm. hip hop has so many subdivisions, right? And there was a lot of that kind of back then, but it was really split. You know what I mean? It was really like, you know, um, hardcore or like native tongue roots, tribe called quest, far side yeah. type stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like you were either pushed in this side or like you were pushed to this side. And I think now with hip hop, what I love is that it has so many like dimensions to it. You know what I mean? And lo-fi beats really is just, is like far side, Jay Dilla, Tribe Called Quest type shit. That's really all it is. It's basically, okay. it's basically humanized drum patterns. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's like everything that, producers listen to during the 60s and the 70s that we sample from Mm -hmm. the the drums a lot of times will not match up perfectly why because they played them live there there wasn't a there wasn't any software program where they were clicking buttons and saying okay let's put the let's put the snare here let's put the let's put the kick here let's put the hi-hat 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 hi and then and you know drummers like some of the best drummers my uncle is a drummer that's like that's where the music comes from in my family my uncle still is a drummer to this day and and my aunt's a singer and so you know i i used to love watching him play the drums for like hours you know what i mean like he would just sit there to the metronome and he would just sit there and go crazy and it's crazy because even though to me listening to it it sounded like perfect Mm -hmm. he's got the metronome going on you know the click track um and he and he would catch himself like ah I was off a little bit but see what's crazy is that when we listen to music the, in the sixties and the seventies uh, uh, you know a lot of it was was that we that we cater our sound to um, had that groove you know what I mean it had that right, movement right. and we've lost a little bit of that because it's so computerized you know what I mean it's so you know and and what was crazy is that. I started off with an ASR 10. And nice. That's nice. And I used to make beats. And I didn't know. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know how to quantize. I didn't know quantize was even on the ASR. <laughs> like, I just grabbed it and ran with it. Just started, you know, making beats and doing all this stuff. And and so I, I used to have people like, yo, you got to quantize your shit. Yo, you got you to gotta do this. You know, you know, did you quantize? And I was like, and every time I did, it was like it took the the, the liveliness away from, from from the drum pattern. You know what I mean? It, take, it, it took takes that, the soul out. It's it, it really does. It really does. And so it's crazy because with COVID nineteen, with the pandemic, with twenty twenty, with all this this madness that has happened. You know what I mean? This year, um, lo-fi has be, has been popular, but has spiked. And so when they were doing a lot of researching and trying to find out what was going on, when you listen to, 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 to like good music, right? Mm-hmm. It, it gets you in that good, good mood, right? And so it's like a lot of times, if, like 
like if I listen to MOP, it, it gets me energized. You know Man. what I mean? It makes me want to go out and start smashing things, right? It does then, make you want to fuck somebody up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so it's crazy because that's how powerful music is. Music can sit there and it's like, you know, you, like in all types of movies, you'll see people when they're about to go and get into a fight, like they'll, like they'll turn on their fight song or they'll turn, you know, whether it's heavy metal or whether it's hip hop or whatever, the, whatever the genre of, of taste is, right? Mm-hmm. There's always something that, that energizes people up. And what's crazy is lo-fi is so chill, mellow, relaxed, um, feel good. I mean, think about it. When you think about like, um, you know, stressed out with um, Q-tip and Consequence, it's like, it's like you know, it, you, you think about Jay Dilla, what he did with uh, Run Run for for Far Side and different stuff like that. It's like the beats were amazing and it was just chill, right? It wasn't going to sit there and make you know, um, uh, the, the charts, it wasn't going to top the charts. Right. Cause, right. cause, cause that's, that, that's a whole another BS thing of, of, uh, of, you know, of, uh, you know, it was a lot of, especially back then it was a lot of, it was a lot of, you know, paying going on to keep stuff up on the charts. Yeah. And, and you, you had to, you had to grease some palms, you know, exactly. you had to, to patient DJs to, to play your shit. Right, right, right. And um and 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 the chart people to to get your stuff to go up there too, so so it's crazy because right now producers like I'm a producer so producers like in hip hop we don't really we, we play the background like we 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 don't play the forefront like we play the background because it's all about you know whoever the artist is that we're producing for right mm-hmm. so. With with lo-fi and like EDM and, and other genres, the producer DJ is the forefront. Yeah, you know what I mean. In EDM, especially in EDM, especially yeah. in EDM, and and so and I got into EDM in 2017. I just got bored, um, and I mean, I like hip hop is my love. Like that's like that's my you girl. Can make a shitload of money in in EDM though. Man, let me tell you, man, I've gotten some of the biggest <laughs> checks. <laughs> I've gotten some of the biggest checks ever in EDM, man. And and the way that they had the system, it was crazy too, because um one of the first people that I read about was Waka Flocka. And when he was sitting there talking about how when he would do shows and everybody's like, yo, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And he said, because promoters, I don't have to fight with promoters to get paid. Like they just they just pay me, and it's just crazy because mm. it's like, why is there so much drama in hip hop? Like, why has it got to be so much drama? Why does it have to be fights and stabbings in the clubs? And you know what I mean? It's like with the hip hop community, there's a lot that's of in, times that, that's encouraged. And I'm and I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like like, and, and no disrespect, but but the power structure, i.e., like rich white folks, mm-hmm. they want that shit, right. They can right. control True. the narrative and they can control how much they pay in brothers and sisters. Right, right, right. They want to keep people they down here and yeah. keep people up here. Right, right. They don't yeah. want to switch the narrative. Right. I, not at all. You know, and, I will say Soldier Boy, like shout out to Soldier Boy because he yeah, does not definitely. get enough credit, but he has completely shifted the paradigm. He did. He did with YouTube. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And, and, and I really honestly. I didn't know what he was doing. I really didn't know what he was doing because at the time I was, I was more on a, like, um, 
oh man, like how do I say it? I was more into like lyrical, you know, beat. Like I like. He was. A, I mean, day, let's just be honest. He was a trash MC. <laughs> I'm not gonna say he's a trash MC, but he, he just he 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 didn't fit what I was producing or listening to at the time. You know what I mean? And 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 the thing about it is, is that you know he blew up off of yeah uh, Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and buying and, and owning his ringtones and doing a lot of innovative Man. shit and going to YouTube and I mean. It's crazy and when he said marketing shit off the hook, off the hook, off yeah. the hook. Like yeah. he paved the way for a shitload of artists. And it's crazy because there's a lot of people that just never want to give shout outs or respect or, or credits to those that paved the way. They're always trying to hurt somebody or shit on somebody. You know what I mean? Well, and, you know, what? they don't see that there's more than one lane in hip hop and that you can like like there was a debate. Uh, somebody tweeted, you know. Uh, is Soldier Boy more of a legend than Nipsey Hussle? Right. And in the grand scheme of music, he is. Like Nipsey Hussle, and, and my boys was killing me. Man, you yeah, you like that shit. It's not that I like his music. Nipsey Hussle is a phenomenal artist. But as far as changing the way shit went down in, in music, it's hard to even debate the impact that kid had. I mean, it's definitely debatable because Nipsey Hussle, that was my boy, man. Rest in peace, Nipsey. Um, and um, when it comes to, like, you're right, like, when it comes to the difference between changing, like, changing the game, like, 50 mm -hmm. Cent changed the game, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and he and I'll be honest with you, like he he fucked it up for a lot of producers. You know Man, what I mean? Because when he did the when he did the, you know, it was a smart market. 50's a smart dude. Yeah. And when when he did the when he did the the um, you know the the mixtapes over in, um, industry beats, what was what was crazy was to see all these artists, all these artists. In the in the tri-state area that would come to my studio, they would all record over industry beats, and I'm like, "Yo, where's your originality? Where, where like, I hear Nas over this beat. I hear, okay, this is Kanye's beat. So, first thing I think of is Kanye. You know, when I hear this. The first thing I like, what you want is if you want to get in the, and this is like what, um, when was that? That was like 2009, yeah. 10, 11, somewhere around there. Um. It was it was it was very depressing because um <laughs> <laughs> because I was behind the boards a lot of time and people be like, yo, what you think? And I and it's like honestly, I think it's a waste of time. Like I really do. Like I think that you took a hard ass, you know, verse in a hook and you put it to something that already exists. You know what I mean? It just came out. And it's not like you're doing a remix to Kanye's record. And you want the A and R to look at you and say, "Oh, I, I want this person." Like they, they're just gonna look at you like every other mixtape person. That Piff, you know, they 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 exploded off of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, you yeah. know, with all the mixtapes and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, with with, with Soldier Boy, he definitely, you know, you know, I, I have to give him, a, you know, credit that that is due to him because he definitely, um, 
you know, as far as musically, I would have to give it to Nipsey because Nipsey yeah, changed. All Nipsey, you know, uh, I knew Nipsey before. Um, I knew Nipsey before he even put out his first anything. You know what I mean? And his grind and his love and passion for hip hop and helping people out, man, was was unreal. You know what I mean? And now, that's when you say you knew Nipsey. You mean like you you had heard his stuff? Or do you mean no. you actually knew him? I knew him. Nipsey used to call me, and I, and I, I like I'm gonna start putting out. I have, I have like you know, like I was telling you, I'm working on a bunch of projects, and one of the instrumental projects that I'm working on is I'm doing a. It's almost like a documentary type of thing, mm-hmm. where it's certain beats that I produce for certain people that are not here with us now, mm-hmm. and there's and there's a story behind it. So when I release the instrumental. I, I'm going to release the story behind it. But oh. but Nipsey used to call me and he would sit there and be like, Doc, and he'd be driving and he'd just be playing one of my beats, laughing. And I'd be like, yo, do something. <laughs> what you mean? Like, why are you just driving around? Like, record to that. Like, Mike Geronimo um, and I and Nipsey have some good 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 stories together. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, but... Um, but you yeah, just not I, gonna tell us them stories, huh? I, I can't like I, I can't tell you because it, it, it'll ruin the documentary. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, no, I I I I I definitely knew Nipsey um, for a long time, for a long time, and uh, and it was it was very heartbreaking to see him go because I think that um, the pivotal moment in his career uh, with you know with the marathon movement, you know what I'm saying? Um, Man, crazy! It was just so crazy that. It's so crazy because it was elevating regardless of his death. You know what I mean? And um, and it just would have been, you know, an uh, interesting sight to see to, if 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 he was still here with us. You know what I mean? To see how how much further, you know, um, you know he you know he he would have taken that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you you you've been doing like you say you've been in the game for a minute now. And like, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. Like, I had completely slipped on, on you, man. No, no clue. It's all right. I, start, I started looking at the resume. <laughs> it's all and right, brother. You know what? You remind me of our show here. Look, we've been doing our shit for about six years, and we probably got a better resume than 95 percent of other podcasts, as far mm-hmm. as guests. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just under the radar. Eminem. Detroit, fucking, fucking dope. I'm born and raised in Detroit. Um, yeah. Fucking dope. Fucking fucking dope. What happened though? Like, did did do you feel like you should you should have blown up bigger after oh, relapse? Definitely. definitely. I think that there's a lot of people. Um, but there's a there was there was three elements to that that really kind of can really fuck you up. And mm-hmm. one is I didn't have the team that I needed when that happened. So everybody got fired um, around that time. You know what okay. I'm saying? So everybody that came to me um, around the time when Eminem actually released the single, you know, because you, you, you go back to 2008 when it started, and then mm-hmm. you go to 2009 when he actually, I forget what was it, April 
12th or something like that when he released it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem was, was that you have to have, and I, and, and, and I, and I teach youth programs and I, and one of the things I always tell people that your support system, your team that, that, that's behind you is so important. It's so important. And, and, and I don't mean just like your crew. I'm talking about like from a business standpoint, from right. from a business financial management, lawyers, everything standpoint. It's important because um, everybody was is in my ear in different ways. You know what I mean? And it was very complex, confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through a lot of medical issues at the same time, um, and that's one of the things that most likely is probably the the define like to define my career mm-hmm. i've been in it since like 97 98 um fresh out of high school i was actually signed my first deal while still in high school but i've been hospitalized and i've been in and out of the game so many times mm-hmm. that it's like my career is like well where did he go well what happened here well what did, you know what i'm saying so okay so like if you take 20 years in the game I've literally been active for like seven years. Otherwise I've been like on the injury reserve list or I've been, you know what I mean? Like on the bench or or whatever. So, so it's crazy because around that time um, I kind of went through, you know, something similar to you, but not that, but not really. But um, my, when I was, when I was growing up, I used to live with my grandparents Mm -hmm. and I lost both my grandparents uh, three months apart and I had lost a lot of people in my life um, and but nothing nothing ever affected me like that yeah. and Man. so and so um, this was like 2000 I want to say 11 maybe and I was so like sick of the business and I was just so like just tired of everybody you know what I mean and and I was going through like a really, really, um, I don't know, I, I don't know if you, if, if it's anger you want to mm-hmm. call it, but it was just a lot of anger inside of me. Um, you know, it's like after, the stages, the stages of grief. Yeah, stage, right, right, exactly. Yeah. It's like the stages of grief. So when I left the game in 2011, I was, I was chilling. Like I've always been a hustler. I've always been a businessman. So I started. And I've lived in mad states. So I started um, buying and flipping houses in the north end of Richmond mm-hmm. and and doing shows and, and all kinds of stuff. And I was man, I was making good money and I was just chilling. So like in the game and in in the music game too had changed so much during that time frame that it was kind of a good leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was bad timing. Obviously, it was a bad time because, you know, um, that was the time when publishing deals were, were pushing out my way. That's the time when when you're supposed to elevate off of, you know, a Grammy. Right. Right. Yeah, it's supposed um, to be like your springboard. Exactly. It's like you, and then you, you go. But it was just crazy because everything that happened. um happens for a reason and like you don't really know it at that time but i really had to get away from a lot of people there was a lot of people that were going to jail for a long time and i needed them out of my life and it was crazy because my mom was like 
she said to me one time, and I, and, you know, I was, I was dwelling on, 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 on this topic. And she was like, if you didn't walk away, you might be right there with them. You mm. know what I mean? And so it was crazy because it was crazy because um, when I came back in like 2016, 2017, um, like Billy Dan's and Fat Gary, um, I don't know if you know who Fat Gary is, but um, shout out to Fat Gary. He no, was one. Fat Gary, he used to manage DJ Premier, Pete Rock. Wow. Um, Stat Selector, a uh, lot, 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 lot of big producers. <laughs> um, wow. So, you know, um, he, he kind of brought me back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, look, man, like you need to, you need to um, figure out what you want to do. You know what I mean? And, and it was crazy because I was going through that and I was running the youth program. And then uh, Billy Dance was doing, uh, and I were doing the, uh, for MOP, we were doing the Doc and Dance show. Yeah, we interviewed him a couple of, was it last month? I think it was. Very dope. Yeah, he, yeah, he just he just dropped a very dope album. Probably the best I've heard this year, bro. And it's not getting half like he. Why? I mean, and no disrespect to Buster, but he should be getting that same energy, if not right. more. That shit's phenomenal. I, I, I you got to look at it like from, it, and it's crazy because it's like Buster already has millions of people following him. On Instagram, yeah. Twitter, all that stuff, regardless. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. no matter what he pushes out, everybody's gonna jump on it. Yeah. And so Billy and MOP, they don't have that. They have the legends, the legends in the game. You know what I mean? Hands down, they're legends. But at the same time, it's like um it, it, it's kind of like that oldest reading um analogy I was used with the kids, where it's like oldest reading was ahead of his time right and mm-hmm. and it's crazy because he um his music is on is in every single film every year Man, every lying. year every year well i mean except not right now because because of, of covid but there's not a year that goes by where a movie doesn't come out where you can't find an oldest reading song in it you know what i'm saying he makes timeless music, and that's what Billy does, man. Billy makes timeless music. Oh my god! And I seen the clip of you and him in the studio, man. And I was so fucking pissed at you that you did not get that man that beat. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, Tali, Quali, Joe Button beat. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It was Tali, yeah. Quali. Yeah, they, they ended yeah. up with it. And no disrespect to them gentlemen. It was Sean Price. I'm sitting here like I'm. It was Sean Price. You got to stand up. Tali Quali and, and Joe Budden. It was, it was, it was Tali Quali, Joe I'm, Budden, and Sean I'm telling you, Price. I wanted to throw my table, though, bro. I was so and, fucking pissed. I'm like, why are you? It's fucking Billy Dance right there, bro. Give him the fucking beat. <laughs> <laughs> it, was tough. It, it, it was tough because it started off with Tali Quali. So, so, um, so Tali Quali and Joe Budden and Sean Price were already on it. So the, the, the song was already done. That's why Billy was like, man, tell oh. the dudes to cut, cut that shit down to 12s and let me get on it. And uh, which, which definitely could have happened, but Billy is a whore when it comes to beats. Like he wants all your beats. Like <laughs> he loves beats. Like he will sit there, 
he will sit there and he'll be like, okay, I want this one. I want this one. I want this one. I want this one. Give me them all. Don't push them. Don't let anybody else have them. These are mine. And it's like, okay, so you're going to record to all of them? I might. I might. But nobody else can have them. These are mine. You know what I mean? And it's just. I mean, but that's like like Pavarotti asking for your shit. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. And it's crazy because that was a long time ago, too. That was a long time ago. But it, it like what the video doesn't show is the 18 other beats he picked. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> and and I only brought like 20. And it was just crazy because um uh it was it it, it was funny because he was actually on his way to he was flying out to Cali to record to Buster's album that Buster's been working on for the last nine, 10 years. So um Buster has so many songs, man. So so many songs for his album. Like he had so many listening sessions. Luckily, I was able to be a part of one of them where um where me, Billy, and I brought one of the kids from our youth program and you had youth program um to the city for oh, it. And it was just awesome. I mean, like Buster gave him some knowledge and everything. Mm-hmm. Gus Johnson from Detroit was there. Um, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, he you know, to be able to sit and speak to to Gus Johnson for like an hour is like unbelievable. You know what I mean? Because that man is so busy. He never has time to talk to anybody. You know what I mean? And so that's why I was telling the kids like, mm-hmm. man, take this and understand this. Cause he wanted, he wanted to get into sports, you know, writing, talking and stuff like that. So like Gus pull him to the side. Yo, yo, yeah. yo. Are you familiar with Patchwork Studios in Atlanta? Um, I've been you to a couple down of there. Like they, they record. They recorded to, everybody from Beyonce to Jeezy. We interviewed the owner. You ever get a chance, man? Like he's into teaching people shit. You know that he he loves that type of stuff. You ever get you ever take your kids down to Atlanta, man? Look look up Patchwork. Patchwork. Okay. Who's yeah. the um? Yeah. Who's the what's the name of the owner? Curtis Daniels is is, Curtis is he's a okay. co-owner. Yeah, I forget what his his partner's name is, but that that I interviewed Curtis Daniels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. I like I like to a, tap people in if I can. Yeah. No. Definitely. I appreciate that because there's a couple of us that um um there's a couple of us that uh and and what's crazy is that when people started seeing that um what Billy and I were doing for the kids a lot we got a lot more people that came and was was like you know what I you know what do you we need me to do you know. Uh, when can I show up? You know, when can I talk and stuff like that? It's sad because I tell you what, man, this is one of the, this is one of the most hardest times for me because um, these kids are used to seeing me every week and mm-hmm. they haven't seen me since this started. You know what I mean? So to have the program shut yeah. down and um, it's real hard, it's real difficult because, I mean, I can't imagine being a teenager and being locked, you know, inside and, and um, not being able to, you know, to go out on to the prom or dates or dances or, you know, whatever, whatever oh, it is. But, but at the same time, it's like these kids, man, like these kids, excuse me, like I get, I get what's classified as the worst of in Connecticut. So all my kids are, have been convicted of violent crimes, um, are, are felons and convicted of violent, of violent crimes. It's my job to like 
to rehabilitate them. You know what I mean? And I do it through music wow. therapy. So I teach them how to okay. produce. I teach them how to write, um, you know, count the bars, record, songwrite, uh, engineer, you know, all that stuff. Um, we got into video production and all that other stuff. Um, but um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, man. I wish I had that when I was coming up. I'll tell you that much. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we get to work on all the, we get to work on IMAX and, you know, you know, Logic and, and, and everything and Ableton. And I brought, you know, I bring the MPC in and I'll hook up the MPC to a bunch of computers and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. So that way, like, they can learn how to chop and, and, you know, sample and stuff like that. Like, because there's a lot of programs, a lot of software nowadays that takes away the actual fun part of, of creating, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, yeah. And, um, but, you know, that's all I've been doing, man. I've just been producing. I've been making a lot of beats, you know, going back to what I said, fit, you know, 30 minutes ago was I've been making a lot of lo-fi beats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to hear some of your shit, man. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm about to start releasing them. Oh, actually, it's funny because Billy grabbed one of them. Mm -hmm. um, we were up to like three o'clock in the morning last night making one. We're doing it uh, uh, via uh, via Zoom. And it's, it's it's hard because I got these in my ears and I got the loudspeakers and I got Billy in my ears saying, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, yo, what you doing there? No, 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 leave that alone. You know what I mean? And um but uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun though. It's fun. It's fun. I think that um, you know, I try to help out as many people as possible. Um, you know, I, I try to help out a lot of producers so they don't make the mistakes I made. Um, you know, artists and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I think a lot of times, um, people kind of um, like take like don't realize how busy we are. You know what I mean? As people, as humans, mm -hmm. and and they want us to answer like every single question that they have. And, and we try to, you know, we, we try to get to, you know, as much as possible. I always try to listen to stuff that people send me and try to give them, you know, uh, constructive feedback, you know, that they ask me for. But, you know, sometimes I'm just, I'm not on Messenger or I'm not on Instagram messages or I'm not on, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, like when I get in that creative mode, I don't want to eat. I don't want to sleep. I don't want to talk on the phone you know what i mean i just want to create i just want to make mm -hmm. beats and um and that's where i'm at now like i said it's 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 a beautiful like space to be in when you're in that zone because i haven't been in a zone like this since like 2017 to be honest with you and i'm having a lot of fun man i'm okay. making a lot of beats right now so it's just like it's like i just i don't want to stop you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I don't want to stop until the wave, like I'm riding this wave until it, until it turns into a ripple. You know what I mean? I feel you. I'm not mad at that, man. Do you, 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 do you keep, do you still keep in contact with Cool G Rap? She's just one of I my do. favorite MCs ever. I do. I do. Oh my God. You got to plug me into him, bro. Like that dude is low key. Should be underrated. Top five. You know, what's funny is, yeah. is there was a period of time where where um people knew that how people knew how close g rap and i were right and they would ask me like yo doc is is g is g rap on this like like is is is, is he on this record and what i started to realize was <laughs> a lot of people were like 
either A, scared because G-Rap was going to be on this, or B, they knew they had to get the pen game up to par because they knew G-Rap was never, ever going to come with no ever. lazy lyrics. I've never heard a whack G-Rap verse ever. I've never, and, and, I've never and what's it been like 30, 35 years now? Man, I don't even know, man. It's, it's amazing. It's like, it's amazing to see him to not plateau. It's amazing oh to see him continually to grow and get better and better. And I, and so I, I got, I got to a point, I mean, this is years ago, but I got to a point where I was laughing with him and I was like, look, man, if, if people are saying like, yo, you want a lot of that is stuff, just, just go with it. Because I said, I'm telling everybody I'm working with that you're on this record. <laughs> Cause I want them to come with the best lyrics. <laughs> Yo, I'm so, begging you now, bro. Yeah, Tap yeah, me okay. in with G Rap so I can get him on the show. Not a like, problem. I, it, not a problem. Man, I'm telling you, I've been fucking with G Rap, man. Like, I'm 50 years, I'm damn near 50 years old. So I've been here since the first motherfucker spit hip hop shit. Mm. And G Rap, fucking alien. He was, in like, speaking of legends who changed the game, when he did the song with, um, um, oh my God! What's uh, I'm bad with titles. What 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 was the title? What was the song that that was famous? The um one with everybody on it. Oh, the symphony. Symphony. I thought it was the symphony, but I, for some reason, um, wait a minute. Is, was G Rap on the symphony? I think he was. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll let you know in a second. I'm pretty sure he was though. But he like you could tell back then, like everybody was rapping. But when G Rap came on, he went extra on his bars and he annihilated anybody that was on there. You know what I mean? No disrespect to anybody, but what I'm saying is that they know it. That changed, (laughs) that changed the lyrical aspect of hip hop, where it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like you don't have to rap like hip, hop, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to, like, you, like, he was using metaphors and similes and going, you know what I mean? He was going in, he was going in like, and, and, you, and I, you know and what I it love, was? Rakim got his credit. And I was just about to bring him up. I was about to say, I love the God MC Rakim. He, he got his credit, but I don't understand where G rap's credit went. I just, I, I, I don't get it. Rakim. I, I just, I, you know I what don't. It was? Rakim shit was 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 digestible. Right. G rap had a lisp and rapped fast. At that time, at that time, people's brains weren't conditioned to listen to rap at that speed. Right. It was like it's like when you're taking in poetry and and you and you're dissecting every element of it and you're trying to to see the picture that they see. It's like yeah, like like Biggie when he slowed it down, it's like you know we always talk about it. Biggie, he would say some of the simplest things ever, but it was the way he said it that made it dope. You know exactly. what I mean? And it made yeah. you see what he mm-hmm. was saying. You know what I mean? His character came out in his flow. Um, but yeah, I I I agree with you because because G Rap man man, that guy right there is is right. is unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. And matter of fact, 
I have his, to call his, him his, because his I owe him beats. I owe him beats right now. So I'm going to have to call him for you anyways because I told him like six months oh, ago please. I was going to send him beats. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I already know I'm in trouble. I already know I'm in trouble. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to um, – I'm gonna have to, but I'll tell you another one that's underrated. I'm working on right now is uh, uh, Mike Geronimo's back, and um, and him and I are doing the okay. EP. Him and I are doing the EP together. Very and, underrated. Uh, Very underrated. Yeah. Super underrated. He got bars. MC. That man's got yeah. bars. Man. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know what. Like, I don't have a, re- a rationale for why he never really. You know, like he just kind of disappeared from the pantheon of MCs. Right, unless you like in a certain circle, and, and I'm not sure why. You know, may, maybe because his plateau, he never went that high. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know because it, it's like you see him, and he's in the circles with Biggie. He's in the circles with Big Pun. He's in the circles with Jay Z. Yeah. I I just I don't get it. I don't know. You know, um, the politics behind what happened because because uh, usually it, it's it's. It has something to do with who you're signed to, especially back then. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if he was signed yeah. to Priority Records yeah. or, or or who he was with back then. Um, and, and and I know, yeah, you I know, I mean, like like even Flush, like World Flush, like him and World Flush are tight. And when Flush came out with his his debut album, it was unbelievable. It, it's a classic to me, and it's like it it never went that far you know what i'm saying yeah and, yeah like and, like and i, and I think it just comes with the money like the just, early fat joe right 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 the early fat joe treatment which man Nick, motherfuckers don't know man fat joe was horrible in the beginning I'm he had sorry, a rough like, beginning like, like, he had a rough beginning he was shout out to fat joe though man because he is like as far as putting in the work on his craft I don't know if there's another MC out there that has put in as much work as that cat. Cause man, uh, I remember when he first came, I'm like, like he rapping with OC and shit. Like, are you kidding me? This nigga on a whole nother planet, and then you got Fat Joe. But then right, right. the years go by, the years go by, and he start he, he he elevated past all of them. Like, shout out to Fat Joe, man. I I, I love that story. I was I, I was the first time when I first when when I first moved to New York. Um, when I was living in Brooklyn, I went to Soundboy Studio, and mm-hmm. Fat Joe was working on Cartagena, Don Cartagena, and mm-hmm. I was 18 years old. I was sitting with a whole bunch of people I had no idea was the Terror Squad. I didn't know it was Big Pun, you know what I'm saying? Because Big Pun didn't mm-hmm. exist yet, you know what I'm saying? And, and it was crazy because I really hadn't heard much Fat Joe since... Um, the video with the SUV and all the other stuff. Um, damn, I can't remember the name of the song, but nobody can I was remember in... his bro. <laughs> it's not just you don't feel bad. But it was crazy because he had this song with this girl singing on the hook, and it and it, it never it never made it to the album. And I forget mm-hmm. the, the guy, um, the A and R at the time, his name was Steve. He was, he was a dickhead. I can't remember what his name was. It was Steve <laughs> something. But <laughs> yeah, he was he. He was he, he was one of those like um, controlling you know di- and, and it was just crazy. I'm the L- shit types. Yeah, and Les was Les was there. He he, wow. he did the uh, production. Um, That's nice. 
And uh, and it was just crazy because it was the first time I heard Fat Joe go in, like like really go in mm-hmm. lyrically. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, yo, this shit is going to be dope. Like I'm, I'm sitting there saying like, he's on a whole nother level. And I'm 18 just sitting on the couch, just like, you know what I mean? That's fucking dope. And it was just, it, it was just amazing because I, one of the things that I, 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 I I have to say I, I was blessed was I was in and around a lot of people during a lot of their process of their projects. You know what I mean? So what's and your best in-studio moment? My best in-studio moment? Um, I would have to say, honestly, I would have to say one of my one of my funniest best in, in studio moments was I was in the studio um, with the boot camp click mm-hmm. and um, and everybody was there. You know, I don't think Sean Price was there, but I know Rockness was there. I know um, um, original gun clappers were there. Um, a lot of, a lot, lot of the kids were there. Um, Buckshot was there. And it was crazy because <clears throat> The room changed and in walked KRS-One. And it was crazy because like, I have met a lot of people at this moment, but I had never um, like gotten nervous. You know what I'm saying? And it was funny because when KRS-One walked in, everybody was excited. Everybody (laughs) was just like, you know what I mean? It was just crazy. So. So I believe it was it was when he first signed the duck down, like like around that time when 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 KRS signed the duck down, and Bucking um Bucking um um and KRS One was, was doing that album together. Remember that? I I don't, but I, oh, and I feel stupid for that. Goodness. But I, I it was right after it was right after Buck did the album um. Laboratory with uh nice See, one. It was, I, it was right never, after that. I've never been the biggest uh like like after Black Moons. What was that? Enter Enter the uh what was that? Enter the the classic joint. I can't remember the, the whole name. And it, my, and, my and, co-host and, kill me. And you know, and, and you know, I'm I'm even worse because I I, I don't know titles. I'm bad with titles. I know what uh, you're talking about. Let's see now. Uh, it's gonna. I, I gotta look that shit up, man. Cause that shit is going to fucking my co-host is going to kill me that I did not know this shit. But like I was never the biggest like boot camp click fan. Oh, so you didn't like Helter Skelter? You wasn't a big Helter Skelter fan? I was not. Like they was too wow. they was too like they were like super New York niggas. Yeah. You know, like I like like Buckshot, I fucks with Buckshot. Right. You know, but you was like, especially at that time when they when they originally came out, like you said, shit was way more compartmentalized. And you either liked, like if you liked the boot camp click, you liked everybody in the boot camp click. I, like I wasn't a big OGC f- fan. I was like really, a, uh, I, like I was a big Buckshot fan, but I was a really big Helter Skelter fan. Like, like especially when Rockness, and like, who wanna test y'all, Mr. Mall, dude? I was just like, oh, 
Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when he came with that voice and then all the stuff that he was saying, I was just like, you know, he would say like little things like, if your name ain't Pat, then don't say Jack. And I'm just like, oh. like so simple, but so lyrical. And it's end of the stage. I was right. End of the I stage. Okay. I should have went with my first mind. Go with your gut. Go with I your gut. Go with my gut. Yes, I was right about that. Well, it didn't really come out, but in my head, that's what I was saying. <laughs> well, during the during this time frame, Duck Down was signing a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So they they signed. They were signed. They were trying to sign your boy Cool G Rap. Okay. Um, I I introduced Buckshot and G Rap. Um, uh, Domingo was there. That's dope. and. And uh, um, you know they Hip-hop were trying history. to get, yeah. And they were trying to they were trying to get uh, um, and they had signed Karis One. I can't remember. They signed a bunch of people. They signed Karis One. Um, but when he came into the room, I was just like, like, oh shit, you know what I mean? That's the teacher. And and it was crazy because. A lot of like I'm a tall person, like I'm 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 six three, six four. So mm-hmm. in the in the music industry, there's a lot of short people, right? I, I am one of those. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and it's 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 crazy because rockness and like Ghostface and like Meth Demand is you know, like they look their height, you know what I'm saying? Like they're tall, like they're they're six four, right. you know, up there. And um, but it was just funny because um when KRS came in, he came in looking just like KRS one, you know what I'm saying? And and like he just took control of the room like that. Mm. And it was funny because it was a it was new. So the so and I and I could be wrong, and it won't be the first time if, if I am wrong. It, it won't be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> but what it seemed to me was that when KRS entered the room, that some of the people on on a duck down, it was their first time actually meeting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what was cool was by the time he got around the room and got to me, all my jitters were out. You know what I mean? Because everybody right. else was already excited. They're like, oh man, what's good? you know what I mean? So then when I got to, you know, to talk to Chris, I was just like, look, man, I was like, it's an honor to meet you. I want to work with you, you know, da 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 da. And and it was just crazy. I sat back. They recorded like they did like four songs that night, him and Buck. Wow. And and it was crazy because each one, each person has a specific type of style and way of how they record. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. Um, some people like people in the studio, some people don't like people in the studio, some people like people, um, some people don't like people in their vision of of eyesight, you know what I mean? Um yeah. And, and, it, and it was crazy because I think, you know, being in a lot of studio sessions that night, I think was 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 probably like an exciting night because it was just so like when I left there and went back home to Hartford, Connecticut, little ass Hartford, Connecticut. You know, I, mean, I love I love my city, but at the same time, it's just it's just it's just dead yeah. out here. Yeah, it's, yeah. it because it, 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 you're going from. You're going from a city where there's so much energy, there's so much music that cats in Hartford, there's so much talent out here. Um, and it has been for years, but 
there's no there's no platforms to launch off of you know what right. i mean like we're stuck in between boston and new york and so and and and, there, and there's a lot of djs that try to push artists like to to that down south style you're like yo you gotta do trap you gotta do this you gotta do that i mean this is going back like 10 15 years ago okay. and i'm like yo we're, we're, we're tri-state baby like we have our sound like why would we sound like something all the way down there when we're not from down there you know what i mean and not to say that i'm not because i've lived down south i've lived i was born in dallas texas i lived half my life in virginia so um but musically my you know my whole family's from up here from mm -hmm. from connecticut so i, I rap hard for connecticut um but um it was crazy though jobs because like the energy I went back, I kid you not, I went back, I took, I, you know, I took the, um, the train um, back to, um, uh, I, I usually uh, um, go to like Stanford or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I'll drive all, which is like an hour and a half and I'll drive the rest of the way. And, and it was crazy cause like they had a show that night and they were like, yo doc, you know, you want to come? And I was just like, nah, nah. Like I was so souped up on every, I know. I know, trust me, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that where it's, <laughs> trust me, there's a lot of slap. there's a lot of slaps of decisions that I've made in my life where it was just like, they were like, yo, wow, why, why didn't you go to the Grammys? Like you had a ticket, like what, you know, there's a lot of, the, trust me, there's a lot, there's a lot, but. I've done I the was, same thing, bro, I understand. I, I was, I was in a zone, I was so excited I wanted to go home and make beats. So I wanted to go back to my studio in Hartford. Mm -hmm. And I just, I ended up staying there for like, literally like two days. I just, <laughs> cause my studio was, was a really good size studio. I had a like, um, you know, um, three, I had three studios okay. um, and one. Um, and uh, uh, I had to have it commercial because and private because anybody that came into Hartford um, and went to Hot 93.7, it was like, that was your opportunity to make sure your studio fit the needs of a little Wayne or this mm -hmm. or that, you know what I'm saying? Because they have the, the you know, uh, Universal would call you and you had to have certain guidelines and stuff, you know, certain measures and stuff like that. But, um, but it was just crazy because I went home, went back to Hartford, went to the studio, and I, you know, I, I banged out so many beats and it was just so good because it was just like, it was like that energy I needed. You know what I mean? Because, and, and, and that, and I, and it's, it's, it sucks to say this, but the honest to God truth is a lot of times I would use New York city for adrenaline. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like I would literally just go there just to get that adrenaline I need and come back because I couldn't get it from my own city. It, it, the energy, like I've, yeah. been to New, I've been to New York, like, and I was born and raised in Detroit, which is a fast ass city. Very but fast. Like, like just uh, being able to walk down the street and just bump motherfuckers is a high. Without, you know, just be angry all the time. Like, like it's okay to be openly angry in New York. And I also found that it wasn't as... <laughs> It wasn't as wild as I thought. Like I got, right. man, I'm gonna tell you, and I'm totally off topic, but I used to rap. 
And so one day I decided, you know, I had a dream that this was my moment. Mm-hmm. And I said, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to go to New York. So I get on the Greyhound by myself. I got like $200 in my pocket. And this was before, you know, I didn't have no cell phone and no shit like that. So I had no clue how expensive New York was. Right, very expensive. I get there, oh my God. I get there and I'm in Manhattan. Yeah, the only thing most I could expensive afford, borough. Oh, tell me about it, man. The only thing I could afford was the fucking YMCA. Which I didn't even know you could like had like was a, a you could rent a room like you can do that you couldn't do that shit in Detroit but it was not just the Y it was a fucking halfway house so I go to the, I go there and I decide you know what I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the bar I'm gonna walk around I'm gonna go somewhere I end up at at, at a scene that looks just like Sopranos I, I walk into this bar it's a guy standing at the door I mean the whole bar is white dudes. And, and I'm not just talking about white dude. I'm talking about Italian dude, slick guy. Right, 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 right. Whole night. <laughs> right. And, and I'm like, I looked around. I'm like, look, bro, if I'm in the wrong spot, just let me know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I need and to do- exit real quick. Just, <laughs> right, just give me the nod. Know? Give me the nod. You know and mean? my man was like, I'm the owner, man. You you, you was good here, man. They, they sat there. I got so fucking hammered. I have no clue how I got back to the YMCA. I woke up. Did my, all my, my little couple of, couple of dollars still in my pocket. My ID, I didn't get robbed. They had actually taken me back to the Y. That's awesome, man. That's Fucking awesome. awesome, man. Shout out to New York, man. I don't tell that story <laughs> too often, man. <laughs> I did not I did not sign a deal or anything at that point either. But yeah, New York's tough, man. When I lived there, I, oh I, I was 18 and I filled out like I literally must have filled out like 300 and something applications. Like I must have filled out because my manager was like, look, man, before you start making money, you have to get a job. Like just because you're signed to a production company, you have to get a job. So I'm like, shit. So I'm, I'm like, and I ended up working at Toys R Us on, um, on in Times Square, which was actually kind of fun because um, it was like during the Christmas time, like holiday season. And it was and packed Times with Square? Yeah, that's kind of dope. Yeah, it was, it was, I don't know if it was Times Square or Union Square. I'm trying to remember because when I go, because a lot, a lot of stuff has changed. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff has moved or, or not yeah. there anymore. So, but, um, but it was crazy because um, I was looking for apartments and I was looking everywhere. And, um, and I remember I was in like the, like the, the grimiest, dirtiest <laughs> section of Harlem, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, I need this apartment. And the guy's like, you sure you want to live here? I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, I, you know, let me live here. I was like, how much? I'm thinking it's going to be cheap. He was like, I mean, this is 1997, 98, okay? Mm-hmm. $600 a month. And it comes with a view. And my view was the brick building next door. You know what I'm saying? So like it, when it says comes with a view, it like <laughs> basically you're looking outside at the next brick building. And I was just like, yo, this is crazy, man. This is really crazy. And, and, and then Manhattan was like, at that time, I mean, not, I don't know about now, but like at that time it was like maybe like a thousand, 1500 or more for like studio apartments, but they were like impossible to find. And I was just like, yo, how how's people living? Man. I was like, how, how's people living? And it was just crazy. I would go everywhere, everywhere. 
and and it was just sad man it was just sad because it was a lot of it was a lot of people that didn't live you know what i mean there was a lot of yeah. people in the streets yeah and i mean i said i and, and you know what i saw that a lot in detroit too when i was out there in detroit and detroit it's sad to see what happened to detroit you know what i mean oh my god man it's 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 so sad because detroit is such it's such a, a a city with such history you know what i mean it's like that, a fucking bomb like like my neighborhood where i grew up at was like the it was the the you know everybody talk about eight mile right well, i grew up between seven mile and eight mile gotcha eight mile is the divider between the suburbs right and like on the west side where, where i grew up at like those suburbs were like the prime suburbs so we were like that you know like that was just, it basically you it, your, your family would move up from down south live on the east side move slowly towards where we lived at and then that was the springboard to move into the, the suburbs gotcha so our 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 neighborhood you know like we had some, some shit going on but we kept our houses up man oh my god you go now man i took my daughters a couple of years ago and it literally looked like like a bomb dropped on it it's horrible <laughs> It's crazy because it's it's almost like um like when I I went down there to 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 buy to flip some houses right mm. and I and and you can't flip like you can't flip so like if you go there you have to buy keep and like rent you know what I mean like that's the only way you're gonna make money because the um the market had came down so much yeah you know what I'm saying yeah it had came down so much so it's crazy because when I went out there. <clears throat> I was like, I felt like I was in that movie or a movie where the Nazis like took over a whole area and just like just, just took every it, yeah, yeah j- j- just just took everybody um hold on a second just took just took everybody out and it was just it, I mean it was like a ghost town it, it like for blocks and blocks and blocks and I was just like yo this is crazy. This is crazy. Like, yo, you can buy this. this shit ridiculous, though. Right. Yeah, it's getting like, like, and no disrespect, but I saw a white lady walking the poodle. When when I saw a white lady in downtown Detroit walking the poodle, I knew all hope was lost, man. Because <laughs> I mean, and like, like growing up, like this is a city that was ninety five percent black people. Really? Yes. Like when, like, like, like my experience growing up is unlike black people across the country, because. I saw rich black people and poor black people. When I went to, to, to court, my judge was predominantly black. The DA was black. My my lawyer was black. So, you know, the whole everything, my teachers, you know what I'm saying? So it was fucking Wakanda for us. You know, looking back, now it's like you can see where those areas you're talking about, now you see like Three, three, three white couples that live down the street and they, they fixing up their house or or Hispanic couples that live down the street, which you didn't see, but in certain parts of Detroit growing up, you very rarely saw Hispanic people. Right, right, right. It was Arabic people and black folks, and that was it. And Arabic people predominantly were not in Detroit. They just owned shit in Detroit. Gotcha, they gotcha. In, in Dearborn. You know, so now, man, you know, you could see where, yeah, they're starting to, they're, they're taking certain parts. They're, they're basically expanding downtown and gentrifying it like block by block. 
you know, and and it's like you got a fucking Starbucks on the corner and shit now, and 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 uh, uh, a fucking when you see a Whole Foods in the inner city, that, that's when you know. That's when you know. You know they ain't doing that shit. Yeah, yeah upscales around the corner yeah. or already there. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's when the rent well, that used to be five hundred dollars is not fifteen hundred dollars. No, that's what they were doing in Richmond. That's yeah. why. I, that, that's why I was flipping houses because VCU had um, mm-hmm. they they had they were were expanding and then they blew up when um, Shaka took the 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 team to the Final Four or the the Big A or whatever it was that year. Um, okay. Yeah. And and so once once that happened, then, then it's like and then what was crazy was that all the people that were buying the houses I was flipping were um, graduates of VCU. So it was just, it, it was just crazy because it was just taking houses, right. That were um, mm-hmm. foreclosed or, 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 or going under buying them cheap, mm-hmm. souping them up and then having college graduates buy them. And it was just, it, it was just crazy. Which, you know, for a city, I don't want that for a city, you know. If you got a college there, you would like for the people to, to, to you know, put to stay down and buy a house. Right, right. Yeah. And that and that was and that was that was their their goal. There was to to have people that come there and go there to want to stay there. You know what I mean? Afterwards to help build up the city, you know what I mean? Um, which is always good. I mean, to me, it's like it's hard because like if you knew my background, you would be like, "Yo, it's it's crazy." But but I've lived so many places, and I've lived with so many different types of families, and and and, and all types of stuff, to where it's like, um, one of the like it, one of the things that was always difficult for me was was somebody that was born and raised in that city. It was hard mm-hmm. for it it, 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 like it was hard to see, like a lot, like like perfect example. One of my boys born and raised in Hartford. We go to New York City. We're doing music stuff, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yo, we're like there for like two hours maybe, and he's just like, Yo, when are we going back? Like, I need to get back. I need to get back. I need to. And like, he felt so out of place because he wasn't right. in his city. You know what I mean? And I was like man this that's yeah. not healthy like you gotta grow you gotta grow that's why it's like that's why it's like when i sit there and i look at people like billy dance i sit there billy dance and mop i sit there and, and look at a success story because you take somebody mm. like him yeah. who could have been born and raised in brownsville new york and never left right then you take man. that same person and you and you put the mic in him and the pen in his hand, fresh out of jail, spits a, a, a half-completed um, song of how about some hardcore, right? And they get a deal mm-hmm. off. I mean, when have you ever known anybody to get a deal off an unfinished song? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? First song. And then here we are, you know, 25 years later, the man's traveled way more places than I have, right? Been around the globe four or five mm-hmm. times. I'm, my family's from Ireland, okay? My grandfather, my father came over from Ireland. Never been. Billy's mm-hmm. teaching me about Ireland. 
You know what I mean? That's how crazy it is. Billy's teaching. He's like, yo, when we go, he's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I know where the places go. I'll, I'll show you. I'll take you there. He put all his kids through college to Penn State University. You know what I mean? That right there to me, that's a success story. Man. And we interviewed his son, and his son is fucking phenomenal, bro. Yeah, La, um, La Boogie. Yes. 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 Yeah, he's he's a, he, a he's great, a beast. Great testament. Swim yeah. team. Swim great team. Great testament to the job that uh, Billy Dance did, though, too. You know. Yeah. No, he's a, he's he's a really good he's yeah. a really good dad, really good good father figure, role model when it comes to that. You know what I mean? That's why that's why I had been running the youth program. For about eight years before I brought Billy into it, and when mm-hmm. I brought Billy into it, I mean he, you know, he wanted to, you know what I mean. But when I brought Billy into the youth program, um, he fell right in, you know what I mean, like that. Like it was just, it was just so simple. He would pull kids out of the room, and like I had to watch because I, because like I dealt with DCF directors and all types of people. So the certain protocols, certain mm-hmm. things you could do, can't do, you know what I mean? So I, it was funny because at first I had to watch to make sure, because Billy, you know, had his own rules, you know what I mean? But it was crazy because everything <laughs> he did was like by the book, worked. you know what I mean? It, and it worked. Yeah. And it was just crazy because he just he just knew how, like he would just sit there and he would just pick out kids sometimes and just be like, you know, come here. And then, you know, let's, let's go outside for a second, you know what I mean? And let's talk. And we and they would go outside the, you know, the, um, the studio and then mm-hmm. he would find out that this kid's going through a whole bunch of crap you know what i mean and and you know so great great individual man he really is man you know what i mean he's got a pass luckily i've never seen that side of him you know what I'm <laughs> you know what i mean i mean shit you man know? who doesn't right we all exactly one. we all had we all have something in us that you know if it comes down to it you know we have to but um it's just funny because it's just like when I always hear the stories and people say stuff, it's like, I'm like, I don't know. Not the yeah, cat I don't, I know. I, I've never seen that. I don't want to see that. You know, I mean, I've seen them get pissed at people and like, you know, and, and people like, you know, but like he still handles, he still handles it like, you know, but it's just, it's funny because right. when him and I talk about it, there's, there was times where we, where we should have and could have met when I lived in Brooklyn when I lived in New York, cause I was going to mm. bounce it around to studio studio. Cause my manager, AD, the mm. manager, um, I mean, AD, AD the, the general, she would take me to all okay. these spots and stuff like that. But um, it was just funny cause him and I both said, like, if we would have met, it probably would have been different because like he didn't like people and he, and he just, he he probably wouldn't have, you know what I mean? He just was like, yo, I just didn't like anybody. And then yeah. and then fame just started liking people. You know what I'm saying? So so, so it was just it was just crazy because like the two of them man, happen for a reason, bro. Yeah, they do. They do. And that's why I said, that's yeah. why I said, like, for me to leave the game and come back, there was a reason for it. And mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, jobs, like I'm 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 really um I'm really, you know. I'm really in a happy place, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about making music and, and I'm having fun doing it. And I'm not like, I'm not susceptible to the, um, like, oh, who needs beats? Uh, uh, let me give it to this person. You know, I'm not into that. I'm not, I, mm-hmm. 
I don't even care about that. I just want to make music and, and and get these instrumentals out. You know what I'm saying? And then also, you know, do other stuff hey. too. Send up, but, send some over here. <laughs> I will. I will. I definitely will, man. You know, that would be dope. Hey, um, and, and you, you you fuck with Bizarre pretty pretty heavily, correct? Yeah, I used to. I used to. I haven't spoken to Bizarre in a long time. What's he like, man? Like he he's um seems like a unique character to say the least. He's very unique. He's very unique. There's a lot of unique is he characters. Really, is, that, is he really like what we see on TV? Um, depends on what TV channel you're on. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like, like like wild as hell. He's a comedian. He's wild. Like like um King Gordy. You know who King Gordy is? I do. Legend. King Gordy is wild. Wild. He's wild. But King Gordy is one another one who's a very underrated writer. I mean, very under like he wrote, he did all war with uh, Billy Dance and Cool G Rap for the uh Lost Files project. Um, I, was, I was listening to that today. Fire ass song, by the way. That day that he did that, we must have recorded like five or six hooks. And he was just like, Doc, just just keep recording me. And we, he had me, he had me producing like rock, Katy Perry type songs, fucking, uh, uh, I, you know, R and B, Chris Brown type. Like the man is insanely creative and very talented. Very talented. There's a lot of talented people out here, and it's not. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not putting down people on the radio, but what I'm saying is that there's a lot of people, there's a lot of talented people that um, yeah. don't, don't, don't get their, you know, their, their shine, you know, their dues, their pay, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, the two of those, you know, the two of those guys together, man, it's, it's, it's a crazy, it's funny because when King Gordy and Bizarre get together, um, mm-hmm. I see a calmer bizarre. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, mm-hmm. because yeah, it's like yeah. King Gore is already up here, so it's like bizarre can't be up there too, because it would just it would just be it would just be madness. It would, it, would, it would just be mayhem in the streets. You know what I mean? It'd just be crazy. So it's like I noticed <laughs> I noticed bizarre is like a little calmer. You know what I mean? But he's a funny guy, man. Funny guy. Very funny, very funny. Like he, he's always joking. He's always got you know, like in his rhymes, that's you know he that's how he talks. That's that's how he thinks. That's how he lives. You know what I mean? Like he's he he definitely you know sticks to his his format. Okay. <laughs> Detroit you, man. Um, have 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 did any shit with Eshan? You familiar um, with Eshan? I I I am a little bit, but um. Um, it's it's weird because it's like you're in your own little world. You know what I mean? And right, right. I try, and that's why I try to like expand my world. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. be, but um, but there, I mean, there, there's a lot of people I would love to work with that you know I've I've never worked with. Um, 
I've come across. Who would be top um, on your list? <clears throat> top on my list? Mm-hmm. I don't even know, man. I like. Um. I I I, I like I one of one of the people that was one of my favorite rappers growing up was Prodigy, and um, it was crazy because I was I was I was lucky to meet him and and to talk talk about working with him uh, right before he passed. Um, he he, mm-hmm. he had just got out of jail and everything, and um, but I would say I would say probably Nas. You know what I mean? Like I've always been, you know, a big Nas fan. I um, could see that. Um, I actually made a beat for Nas that uh, Billy took for his own album. Um, uh, it, it's called Immortal. Um, it was on his. Uh, uh, and, and we got a remix. We got a couple of remixes to it too, which I I, I can't reveal any, mm-hmm. anything more on that because he'll 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 kill me while I sleep. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I mean, there's, I, I mean, there's a lot of it, it, you know what's funny is like, it's like I was a big rockness fan of Helter Skelter, right? But when I met right. When I met them, when I met Sean P and Rotness, it was crazy because I became a huge Sean P fan because um, I like I met the person, I vibed with him. Like we 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 talked right. all the time. He would freestyle and say jokes, and and then I understood like where his music was. You know what I mean? Like 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 why he rapped like this. Why you know? And that's the thing. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing because when you work with somebody um, and you build a relationship with them, the respect for their music becomes greater. You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like. I've always wanted to work with Nas. You know what I mean? I, I have to say, you know, um, I was always into that Nas Jay Z, you know, uh, conflict combo where you know, Harford man. I'll tell you, if, you, if there's anything you want to know about Hartford, Hartford's a lyrical, a lyrical city. Like we, we love. I didn't even know there was lyrical rappers in Hartford. To be quite honest, bro. Man, there's a ton. Like, I had there's never been to Connecticut until, like, I, I want to say it's about maybe five, six years ago. I went to Bridgeport. I was surprised mm-hmm. it was black folks in Connecticut. Apparently, there was oh. a whole fucking city full of. Them. Hartford, yeah, I, New Haven, blew and Bridgeport is it, it's crazy because when you look at it, um, I, I like I haven't looked at it in a while, but for years, Hartford and Bridgeport, when they used to do like worst cities of America, they or, or poor cities okay. or hot Bridgeport, Hartford was always there, always there, and then it was surrounded by Fairfield County. Which is Greenwich, which is million dollar houses everywhere, you know Bentleys, Rolls Royces, that's, Michael J. Fox, that's crazy. Um, uh, Morgan Freeman's house, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, guy who owns, you know, this stock company that's stealing from this person. You know what I'm saying? Like all <laughs> all the white collar cr- crime guys, they live down there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it's just, it's funny because that's you know that's what people always think. That's why it was it was 
it was huge when Raekwon like would did that, you know, what up, Peace Connecticut, you know. Um oh my God. That was that huge dude, for us. That, uh, I could see him doing some shit on your, your beach too though. Oh man, I would love to work with Raekwon. I would love to work with Ghostface. Um um, there's a lot I don't, of people, I don't man. get Ghostface. I, Jay, man. I just don't. J. Cole. Ghostface, you know what's funny? Ghostface to me is like a modern day Coogee rap. No, no, no. To yeah. me, this yeah. is my two cents. That- Ghostface <laughs> is the East Coast E40. E East Coast E40. Are you saying that because E40 says things that, that you have no idea what he said, he's talking exactly. about? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Although, because I've been rocking with E40 for so long, oddly I know what he what he's talking about. Like I I've been right. since, since uh uh the first joint, you know, since the click, since way right, back, right, right. Then, I've been fucking with E40. Uh, Ghostface, because Wu Tang had so many members that you could pick from. Yep. He, eh, you know, Ghostface. Was, eh, I don't. I still don't know what he means when he said Wolverine milk. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he meant. I would love to know. I Maybe would, that's some would, regeneration shit. But he's been asked before in an interview, like, "Yo, what you mean?" And he was like, "I don't know." Like at that time, I just I, I wrote what I, you know. And that's the thing. Sometimes, like, sometimes, especially like back in the day, when, when like, when people, and not to say back in the day, like, like, like people still don't. But I'm saying back in the day when I used to, you know, smoke and, and stuff. I would be so high drunk, I wouldn't know, I would be in my own world. You know what I mean? So it's like, when I came out of that world, once I was sober and I came out of that world, it, it was like, what the fuck were you thinking? You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's like sometimes I wonder like, do a lot of artists when they write, are they in that world where it's like, they don't know, you know, once they're out of it, what the hell they were talking about? You know what I mean? It's like a dream, like, like, like was it real? You know what it's I mean? A long like, ass dream for Ghostface, then. <laughs> yeah. A long yeah. ass fucking dream. I, yeah, I, I, I still love him though, man. Ghostface, man, his lyrics, yo, I, I like. He's he, he's still a beast. You know what I mean? And I love what they're doing with the um Wu Saga, um, with the TV show. I think that's that, that's dope for hip hop. I really think that's dope for hip hop. Like I, 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 I saw like one. Didn't they had? It's it's just the same shit that I saw, man. They had like one one season of it. Or was correct, it a, another season? Because that no, shit no. was fire. Yeah, yeah, they've had one season, one season so far. And that was like three years ago. What are they waiting on? Was it that long ago? I, I it, it I, seems to I, me like it might have been like three years ago. I think I could be wrong. I think twenty twenty has messed up a lot of people's it's time frames. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like this year has been six years. Yeah, and, it feels it feels like oh, the longest year ever. But oh my god, it, it's it's crazy because. I saw it last year when it first came to Hulu. So I don't know if it was out before that. And I'm trying to think, okay. Because it was a a Hulu original series TV show. So that's why I thought Hulu was the only person that had the rights to to show it. I think it was last year then, now that I think about it. Because I know, I I think I said, oh, no, no, it might have been too. I'd have to look it up. And you know. Either way, it was dope. It was very dope. It was yes. very dope. And, yes. and the thing that was cool was that it put a lot of pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's so many elements of 
of Wu Tang. There's so many members that it's like, you know, and, and it was cool to see Raekwon and and uh, Ghostface that they used to hate each other and shoot at each other, and and how That's close crazy. they are now. That like, that 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 was crazy to me. I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely like, didn't like, know that. Like I think Ray, I, I think Ghost shot shot at uh, Raekwon's mama house. Uh, I think it was the other way around. What? Well, yeah, one of the one way somebody's mama house got shot up. Like I right, can't forget right. that, bro. Yeah. Shout out to them, them brothers to be way more mature than me. Way, way more mature. I, it, it's crazy because it's like when you when you're a kid, you know, you would get a fight in, in the playground with, with with your best friend, right? Or, exactly. Or, or, and it's, and then the next and day, and then the next day you're like, hey, what's up, Giles? Hey, what's right. going on, Dad? Right. You know. But I'm not shooting at your mama house. But That's it's crazy because when you're older, you, you, it's like you you form this this vengeance and 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 and, and um um uh what do you call it um uh, my mind so it's my your, mind your tolerance say, is not as as is is high my mind so it say that you know you know you, you hold a grudge you hold a exactly. grudge too much and it's crazy because what they went through and to and to get past that is amazing it's yeah, amazing that's, that's some next level shit man like it's, it's motherfuckers that spend thousands of dollars on therapy that can't get to that level <laughs> <laughs> that's some next level shit right there man. <laughs> I, I mean it's, it, 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 you gotta remember too Ghostface was taking care of his, his brothers that had several uh, I don't know if they had several palsy or, or, or um, um, but they were like in wheelchairs and stuff like that so it was just it was crazy cause like that's your mom's house plus you know your, your little brothers and you know you're knocking them to the floor and everything that's 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 some yeah, man. I, I mean, but how do you... th- that's good though for hip hop too, because it shows like, man, if you can go through this, and how do you outcome... say? How do you say I'm sorry for that though? Like, we'll, like what, we'll, do you, what, do you, what do you know? Y'all we'll just find out. out one day. We'll find you, out. I need two. to know. Yeah, <laughs> I need to know, man. Like, how did that apology go, bro? Like, like you stopped like, by the house, like, bro. I'm sorry, man. You know, here's a forty. Yeah, I apologize, man. <laughs> I shot at your house. I, luckily, I didn't hit anybody, but um, man. You know, I actually I, I don't remember if he did hit anybody or not. Yeah, uh, I I don't remember that part of the story because like that part of the story wasn't necessary for me. Right. Like I I didn't need to really ask any further questions. It's just like, <laughs> and it was crazy because that's <laughs> I think that was like the first episode, wasn't it? That part I'm not sure, man. But man. wow, that that that's crazy, man. Rusty Jooks, would would we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago? Mm-hmm. That dude, man fucking relentless worker bro like he would sound fire over your beats too that dude man. His game is fucking ridiculous too i'm always always loving willing to work with whoever man I, you know what i mean I, I especially dope artists you know what i mean um especially you know um i mean i i i shouldn't say just 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 that because i i work with singers you know what i mean i work with um but let, me it, ask you, it had, let me ask you a question though. You ever work with somebody that was just ass? Yes. What how do you handle that? You just take um, the money and keep it moving? A lot of a lot of internal therapy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of internal therapy. Like you like you have to you have to do a you know, you get yeah, yeah, wasabi, you know what I mean? You gotta rub your, you know, you gotta do you know. You gotta do like every little trick you've ever seen anybody do, 
Um, no, it's it, yo, it's it happens, man. It happens. I mean, I've worked with some people that I did a session with, and it was two hours long, and it was the longest two hours of my entire life. I was li- like, it, like, I, I swear to God, I kid you not, man. And I don't want to say what happened in the session because it was just, because it, it, it would just make somebody like, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> He's talking about me. You know what I'm saying? I um, mean, it's, I'm pretty sure somebody going to hear this shit and be like, two hours, wait a minute. I think I had uh, two hours. <laughs> no, 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 there was a lot. It, 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 trust me, there was a lot of sessions. They, they, they won't be able to figure that part out. But it was crazy because, like, you know, when you're in school, and you're mm-hmm. growing up and it's like and you're just looking at that clock and you can't wait for that class to end like mm-hmm. i had never like i was crawling out of my skin like i was literally having like an outer body experience where it was just like my soul wanted to leave <laughs> and i was like no you gotta <laughs> you gotta stay here man up man up man come on we can get through this we can get through this and it was just like it was just like you look at the clock and it's like, oh my God, only two minutes have passed. Holy shit, how am I gonna make oh. this? And then it's like it's it's like 151. And then you're sitting there, you're like, okay, let me just get into it. Let me just try to help this guy out. Let me just try to do this. I gotta be done, Sue. It's gotta be three o'clock. You look at the clock, it's 156. You're like, <laughs> you're like, I ain't gonna make it, man. I'm not gonna make it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. That's one of those moments where you wish like somebody would kick in the door and like some some something bad would happen because it was just like there was just there was no way to get out of that. But yes, I have done, I have done some some a lot of sessions more than I like to uh, uh, have done of with trash people. And, and the hardest part is like you know. The worst ones is the ones that think they're like better than Beyonce or think they're like better than 50 Cent, right? <laughs> and, um, and, and, and and the only reason why I bring up 50 Cent was because 50 Cent used to live in heart, um, used to live in Connecticut. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He, you know, Mike Tyson house and everything. So, so we like him and I, we used to use, um, the, 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 the same engineer sometimes. Um, so, a lot of people used to compare themselves to like 50 because like 50 was in Connecticut. So that, that, that's the only reason why um, I was bring, I keep bringing them up. But it's crazy because um, it's, it's like, what do you do in that moment? You know what I mean? Like, like, do you sit there and say like, nah, it's a bad idea. Like, I don't, I, no, I don't want to take, like, I, oh, you gave me a, you gave me a good one. You get, you know what's funny? Is now my brain is working. You gave me a good one, Billy Dan's. And I'm 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 putting this on Billy Dan's of MOP. <laughs> gave me one of the worst clients ever in my history. <laughs> in my history. Wow. <laughs> shame, shame on him. Shame on him. What he had to know. He had to have known. That's that's the worst part. He had to have known. And, and what's funny is years later, I, I completely forgot where this person came from. 
And then he brought it up, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's right, it was you." And I and I'm, I'm putting I'm, I'm 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 getting the gloves on. You know what I mean? I'm like, Yo, "I'm coming for your ass, man. I'm coming for your ass. I ain't, I'm not letting this one down." Oh my god! You can't hide from me. I'm coming for you, Billy. But yeah, nah. He gave me one of the. I swear. Oh my goodness, yo! He gave me one of the worst clients ever, man. That's one like of the worst. We've, we've had a couple of bad interviews over the years. Um, like, and I, I've only lost my cool one time on the show, and this was a couple of years ago. And like, our 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 slogan is like, "From goons to gods, we welcome everyone. We only have one rule, and that's be respectful." Right. Um, so we had a. Uh, a brother come on the show and and, and he was a, a, a pro-black revolutionary that was gay. Which is... An interesting combination. Almost unheard of. And I remember my co-host at the time was like, no, nah, man, we shouldn't do this one. And I'm like, well, you know, I want to stay true to who we are and we welcome everybody. Right. And for the first maybe 15 minutes, like the dude was impressive very knowledgeable on his shit, answering questions. And then he just went fucking full, full on like diva to the point where I, I literally had to mute this nigga, man, and cuss him out and threaten his ass. Like it was, it was, it was, it was so fucking, it was so fucking, like I'm telling this dude, I'm like, like, like you cannot be disrespectful, man. I don't give a fuck. Blah, 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 blah. And you can, you can, you like, we didn't, we didn't uh, have Zoom at the time, but you mm -hmm. can, like in my mind, I could see him doing this shit. Why he's talking? <laughs> like, man, man, I'm telling you, man. Oh my goodness, man! And my co-host was like, they was dumbfounded because I, I'm, I'm like always the one that no matter what, I try to maintain some professionalism. We'd have boring people on the show before. Where's um, your co-host right now? Where's your? Oh yeah, the work. Oh yeah, the work. Okay. Yeah. Um. But at the time, it was to well, we got two co-hosts now, but we had a different young lady, um, and oh boy, man, this was that was uh, oh, I'm, I'm I'm glad I, I I that that was bad, bro. Like it was it was just it was. But it, 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 you know what's crazy is that is that we all go through it. We all have gone through it, and we all have to go through it because it's like the only way to appreciate those those good moments and it's it's the only way to, to to sit there and see like how crazy and fucked up some people really just are you know what i mean like 2020 has <laughs> has shown it 2020 has proven that people do not use common sense like they just don't use common sense anymore like they just they'll read a tweet, they'll read something, and they'll just run with it. You know what I'm saying? They just they'll run with the thought, run with the idea, run with it, and not understand the consequences, the circumstances, and the definition of what they're about to the next move that they're about to make and who it might affect, who it might upset, who what it really means. Is it real? Is it not? You know what I mean? It's just a lot of people that's just like, yo, come on, man. man. Common sense, man. Common sense. But Ooh. I I mean... I, that shit I angers me just telling that story, man. I'm not even gonna lie. It pisses me off, man. I fucking see that guy, man. It's gonna be a problem. 
trust me, there's, there's, there's people out here that deserve to get punched in the face. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, my and, God. You know what I mean? It's like when I sit there and, and I watch movies like, uh, you know, The Purge or something like that, it's like there should be a day where it's like some of these idiots, you should get where it's like no rest <laughs> whatsoever where you should be able to just punch somebody or smack somebody in the face. You know what I mean? It, but um, it's just... Uh, it would be nice. Yeah, I, I definitely don't want you to get upset. You know what I mean? I definitely don't want you to get upset. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry you went through that. It, it's crazy because it's like, you know, there are things that we carry with us that, that make us upset when we think about certain stuff. You know what oh I mean? Oh, my God. And, and it's, it's crazy because um, I want to say the youth program help me just as much as me helping kids. You know what I mean? Because I not only did it help me see that just when you think like your life sucked or you had it worse or this and that, there's always a kid. And, and I did girl programs too, which mm. was very difficult, very interesting. You know what I mean? Um, because it was, it was very sad, very sad. Not to say that, you know, the ones with the, with the boys weren't sad. But um, um, it was fun. It was fun. It, it was fun being able to help out because, like, with when you do when you do female programs, you always have to have a female present. You know what right. I mean? Um, like a female social worker. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. um, present and stuff like that. Um, and and it's, it, it's crazy because it they help you to kind of like let the bullshit just kind of like roll off you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it it, 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 it helped me because, man, I was like you. I would sit there and somebody say somebody, and like I would just picture, <laughs> and I would just I would just get angry, and I and, and I'll just be like, all right, let's, you know what I mean? Like, and but um, it's like nowadays I just try to you know I, I try to uh to just understand that people are just not right. And, and some people we can't fix. I mean, there's a lot of people, trust me, I'm white, right? So- I did not notice that. Yeah, <laughs> hey, how you doing? So the thing about it is, is that when people talk to you, they don't know your background. They don't know right. who you are. They don't know anything about you. So the thing that, the, one of the things that is interesting is that a lot of times when white people approach me, they show their cards off the rip off the rip. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that that was difficult for me in the music business, in my business. Mm. And Billy used to always sit there and be like, yo doc, put it to the side. Like, like get that money. And I'm like, yeah, how, 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 how am I supposed to just, how am I supposed to just let that go? Mm. When I want to, when I want to take this man or this person and I want to rip his head off, I want to go out, take the the boat to a desert island, dig deep and shove all his body parts in there, pour gasoline on it and just make him and his heritage disappear. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm. What one thing that I realized that 
it is crazy is that and, and and believe me this is not like you know um oh you know for this person but a lot of times it's difficult because it's like people will sit there and they will show you and when you don't agree with that you can't move forward with that person you can't work with that person because if you do what does that say about you and your character and what does that say about other people that you have in your family in your life you know what i mean you know what man you are are getting a a a, a taste of of the melanin like we got to we have to have multiple personalities and not in a crazy insane way but there's who i am at home there's who i am at work there's who i am at the grocery store there's who i am when i get pulled over like black folks got to got to live in, in a constant state of fluctuation and a lot of times like those personalities we don't like we don't we still got to work with so I right. get what Billy was saying, like get that bread, because like shit, like I've had bosses. I've been a nurse for a long ass time, and I've had bosses that I just, you know, I was in an interview one time, and one of their doctors walked in, and and this dude, to me, made some openly racist statements. And do you take this job? You know, they paying five dollars more than everybody else. Or do you say this fuck this doctor? You know, do you allow his racism to take that food off your table? But you're talking about racism. Yeah, we, we, you're talking about racism geared to, to you though, right? To to get to, to your skin color, right? Yeah. What I'm saying yeah. is what I'm saying is if you had if you had a black man hated white people mm -hmm. and was just sitting there talking all this trash. And was like, yo, fuck that kid, man. Don't don't do anything. Da, 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 da. Would you be able to continue with that person, or would you have to oh, just yeah. sit? Yeah, okay. Because I like for for black people, we can understand the anger towards white people, right? Some 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 black people take the shit too far. I don't agree with you, and and, and there's some white people that take shit too far. I don't agree with them, right. but that's not. I need to be able to define for myself what our relationship is going to be. And that's just me, you know, but if I, like, there'll be some times, bro, you need to chill out. You know, I'm not on that. You know, you can keep that moving. Right. But him hating you, you got to, you know, like, if, if my brother, my, my, my actual brother hated you, that's different. Right. You know, it, it ain't going to be because of what you look like. You did something to him. Right, 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 right. It's family. You know, that's different. But if just some random motherfucker I know is like, oh, don't fuck with him because he a white dude. Like, bro, your boss is white. Why are you tripping? Right, 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 right. You know, like, I'm, you know, like, you, you got to be able to separate certain shit. And you got to be able to, 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 to know what the source is. Right. You know, like, you have, you having some issue with somebody doesn't mean that I have to adopt that issue you got with that particular individual. You know, so I would not allow that individual to be disrespectful. Like if you, my boy, you're not, he, he's not going to be disrespectful to you. Not right. in my presence. Cause you, my boy. Now, if he got an issue with you and he want to knuckle up, I would suggest that. Right. 
That's between y'all too. I'm not gonna let either one of y'all like get jumped on or no shit like that. But other than that, you're not gonna be just a complete asshole to somebody in my presence, and that's that's my people's. And I don't care if you was fucking green. But I expect that same shit from somebody else. You know, if I'm over your crib or there's somebody you know that's like, oh, don't fuck with jobs. Well, jobs ain't did nothing to you. You know, what, what, just because he, he a black dude, don't fuck with him. Eh, you know, that's a slippery slope, too. You know, like the, the expectations are different culturally. You know, like I've I've had people on the show that are extremely pro-black. Now, most most white folks, when you hear pro-black, they think that's anti-white. It's not. It just means it's no different than when you go to Chinatown. It, you know, and, and everything there is owned by Chinese people and right. they support their own. Well, that's the same same principle. Um but I've also come across some people that are like who you say, you know, like fuck crackers, fuck the white man, the white man is the devil, blase splee. Uh, and you got a right to believe that. Just like anybody got a right to believe whatever the fuck they want to believe. You're not going to be disrespectful to somebody I'm cool with, though. Right. You're just not. I, I'm not going to allow that. You know, like if you over my crib... You could be the 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 most you know wh whoever else could be the most ardent. I hate white people person on the planet. That shit's gonna stop at my door, and you know that. I'll ask you to leave. Well, I won't ask you to leave. You 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 gonna be thrown out, right? Right. Because certain shit, I'm just you know like I don't know, man. I've I've gotten older, and so I kind of understand. You know, when I was younger, shit was different. I would look at shit different, you know, now that I'm older, you know, people are people to an extent. Um, it's, if we be honest, like, like the trusting a white person to, that I've never met, I just meet a white person to trust them takes longer. Historically speaking, there's been a lot of shit happened to black folks at the, at the hands of white people. A lot. Not you that I know of, but like we got a right that distrust has been earned. You know, it's kind of like with this vaccine. They trying to get black folks to take this vaccine. Well, you know, the system, when you say the system, that's white folks have done a lot of fucked up shit to black folks over the years that has led to the distrust of the medical right. system. Sickle cell, AIDS, hey, hey. all types of stuff. All, all, I mean, like to this day, like there are still doctors just graduate med school that think that black folks' pain tolerance is higher than white people's. To this day, they still do studies on this shit. It, I, I've, I've literally seen racism in practice from doctors. I believe know? that. And I've seen this shit on not only just living people, but on dead people too. Jesus. Yes, I have. Yes. You know, because those those black black people, a, a dead black person still has organs. So I've seen, I've literally seen how they treat the families of a black person that has passed away and a white person that has passed away. It's different, you know. So the so, so the or, then, but like once you die, the organs aren't they dead too, though, or or or, or uh, not necessarily. Uh, they but like they you have still, a, a certain time frame. Time, yeah. 
And see, it depends on it depends. Like if you if you are declared brain dead, mm-hmm. then you you you're they still are keeping your body functioning. Right, right. It's right. just tech legally you are dead. Right. Your brain is not functioning anymore. Just However, everything, everything else on still you, working. Right. Exactly. It's still working. So what they'll do is they'll come talk to the family. Or let's say you decided, you know, a long time ago to put it on your license. I want to donate my organs. Well, in, in most instances, they have well, anytime somebody dies in any state, people don't notice. But there's somebody somewhere in an organ procurement agency that's looking up your, your information that has the right to go through your whole history of, of your, your, your medical life and to see if they want to approach the family and ask for their organs. Right. And now, it, it, some people go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, cause I know I'm a heart and a organ donor, but I, I feel bad because I'm probably, not one that they want. You know what I mean? Like, like, I, like, I have a history. You'd be of surprised. I, but I had a heart. You'd be surprised. Like, yeah, remember, I had a heart attack at twenty-three years old. You know what I mean? So it's like I had one this year. Oh man! Yeah, I had I had one this year. Yeah, I had a uh, open heart surgery the whole nine this year. Um, yeah, and you'd be surprised. They, they 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 wouldn't take your heart. They may not take your heart, but they take your liver and your kidneys. Right, right. You know, and they may take your skin. Like they, they, they want. They may want to test. You know, do some some research on your shit. They'll take your eyeballs. You know, so they'll take a lot of shit. You know, but like, say you want you put it on your license that you want to donate. They, oftentimes, like t- technically, that's that's a contract that you have made with with the state that you will give up your organs. But generally speaking, they'll go to the family, and if the family say, no, nah, we don't want to do that, they honor that, unless it's a black family. And I've seen it. Or they're like, Damn. well, so-and-so said, you know, they, they already signed this. It's not your call anymore. We're going to take them kids. So it's not even a, it's not even a, a chance. It's like, it's an automatic. It's an automatic. You know, but I've seen the same scenario with white families. And they'd be like, well, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to, uh, you know, fuck what they said. We don't want them to donate shit. And they'd be like, okay, well, we, we're gonna respect their wishes. And so yeah. So why does the medical field like do that, and why, and why are they able to get away with that? Same way they can get away with shooting niggas in the in in, in, in by the police. Right. Right. You know, this country has just built its existence on on treating us as second-class citizens. You know, it's not like it was 100 years ago, and it's not like it was 200 years ago. But, you know, we got a long way to go. But you know what's, you know what's crazy to me is like, <clears throat> it's like, it's 2020, you know what I mean? And I never yeah. in a million years thought, like, I would never imagine the world to be the way it is. I, I can't say the world. I would never imagine the U.S. To, you know what I mean? Because, I, cause, you know, when I say the world, I live in the U.S. So, um, I what you're saying. 
I, I just I, you would I think just, that we would be to progress past this shit. Way past it, and, 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 and we used to have these conversations all the time, and we used to say like the older generation once they die off, this is gonna die. But what's crazy is that you know, um, I grew up in an interracial family. My mother, my mother was white, um, mm-hmm. obviously. My my real father was too, um, but she was with a man, um, Herschel, who who was black from Cleveland, Ohio, and um, and we were in the South, and wow. he had kid he had kids, and my mother had kids, and they were white, mm-hmm. and his kids were black, but we didn't we didn't know any better, you know what I'm saying? Because when you're a kid, you're not um, you're not you don't see what you don't you you don't you, you don't see like this that's my friend you don't know that he's pakistan or, right. or if he's you know japanese or chinese a difference you know what i mean like i like all that all that stuff you don't know you don't know you know what i mean you just it know that comes later in life yeah later in life and and what's crazy is is that we got it from everybody you know what i mean when i say everybody mm-hmm. you know what i mean everybody like we got it from yeah the white the white the white folks hated you because you had niggas in your family and the black people hated him because he had white people in his family and the, the white folks hated him because obviously he was with a white woman and the, and the yeah, black women I, I, and yeah. the black women hated her because she was with a black man right so it was nonstop. Okay. Yeah. It was nonstop. And that's why I got into a lot of fights. That's why I got into a lot of trouble because, you know, um, kids would call my brother names and, um, and, you know, young white kids would call my mother names, right? So mm-hmm. Dockish spent a lot of time in <laughs> the principal's office. <laughs> but okay. what's crazy is that is that um, what's crazy is that even when we were in that scenario, it was a it was a weird, different scenario that you know you, you don't see too often, and and it was crazy mm-hmm. because it was the eighties, and 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 cops were way different way different. I'm not saying that, that they were not, not racist. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying people weren't getting shot and killed because that's been going on forever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it just seems like something happened and I can't figure it out. What the displacement, where the disconnect, because it's 2020 and it just seems like, like it, it seems like we're, cameras now. With, yeah, well, everybody's everybody's a media person, basically. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody. I mean, like, everybody. Like, we was getting our ass beat by the cops back in the eighties, bro. It was just par for the course. But there was but, no but proof. they weren't. It was literally. But they, they weren't doing shooting. the same shit. But yeah, they, yeah, were, they, they were. They, 
They were doing a lot more clubbing the diff- than the, 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 no. The difference was no. They were shooting motherfuckers too. The difference was they could shoot you and go home and not have to worry about shit else. Right, 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 right. Because, because there right. was there was no you know like like now like there there's motherfuckers that's getting shot on camera still, and the cop get to go home. Right. Like like the uh the, the one brother Walter Scott. Now that cop got got arrested. But he clearly shot this man in the back while this man was like 200 feet away from him. And it was still motherfuckers saying it was justified. What happened to the, the brother cop? that got shot in Minnesota? What happened to the cop in, in, um, in, in, in um, Milwaukee who was getting in the car with his kids in the back? Remember? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what happened to that cop. I, I'm wondering because uh, that I, I haven't heard anything else, but that that yeah. was it, it, it was crazy because he was diffusing diffusing an altercation between two females yeah. between between two females, and then and it's crazy because I was I was watching I was watching this other one where uh, it it was it was a um, a Mexican family, and they had, mm. they were leaving the restaurant, and the the wife and the daughter were fighting. And the dad was like chilling by the car, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the daughter was like, you know, probably, you know, maybe in her 20s or something like that. Maybe, maybe late teens, early 20s. I don't know. I could never tell people's ages. And when the cops got on the scene, they started attacking the, the dad. And they strangled him. They beat him to the ground, strangled him. The, the, the wife's yelling. Like he mm-hmm. can't breathe, you know what I mean? And he ended up and he died. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy because I was like, what protocol are you following where the altercation is right here and you're going over here? You know what I mean? And then and then and then what like it's crazy because I know we probably shouldn't be getting in into this conversation, but um, but it's crazy because it's like when you look at when you look at all the, uh, you know, uh, my brother just moved to um, the one I was telling you about um, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, used to live in Virginia and everything. He had moved to UK five, five, six years ago. Okay. And I told him to be careful because I know he thought that it was just a lot better out there than in the US. But I was, I was explaining to him like, man, racism is out there in London and the UK too. You know, don't, don't think just because, you know, um, they, you know, passed, you know, slavery before the U.S. did. That like, shit is sweet over there. That's not- sweet, right? So that was one thing my brother and I had. We had a code, like, um, where when we would go into places, um, if if I was the only white person, um, he couldn't feel the negative energy. If I was, mm-hmm. if we were going to a place and it was predominantly white. Uh, or all white or whatever, he I couldn't feel the negative energy because it was being aimed at him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we used to have this little code where it was just like, yo, we need to get out of here. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. And um because when we were younger, we didn't like we didn't understand it because we didn't feel it. Right. And then stuff started popping off. And then we started realizing like, okay, obviously, you know, um it's not being the energy's not being aimed over here. But what's crazy was that when you look at all the systems that they have in place for police in other countries, it's, it's, it's so in depth. It's so long. 
You know what I mean? And it's crazy because um, it's crazy because um, I don't like like you know when you sit there and and you say like how could we how could we change this man? It's like it's so polluted. Where do you start? You know what I mean? I like, can't remember what country it was, but they. I don't, I don't, and I don't think it was like black folks and white folks, but they had like different ethnicities and their solution was to give them all houses on one condition. You couldn't choose where you stayed. And so what they did was like, they would put this ethnicity next to this ethnicity. And, 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 and if you continue to do that over time and now you're growing up next door to people. So now your view of somebody is completely different. It has to be different because you can't be as racist as you want to be or as prejudiced as you were before. These people, you know, your kids growing up with these with their kids, you're right next door to them. So it you you know, if you really as a society want to tackle racism, which they don't in this country, and I'm telling you, racism makes money for the powers that be. Yeah, death makes money. You know, they, they the, the 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 super rich people need poor white people to have a reason to justify them being poor and then not be the rich white people. Right. So, it's got to be niggas and Hispanics is taking their jobs. Blase splee or we coming to get your women. That's been the, the thing since day one, whatever the case is, to make this hillbilly over here who ain't whose whole lineage can't read blame me because y'all can't keep a fucking job right you know so they you know they they need racism at least at this point you know now what you what you're seeing and i'm gonna wrap it up too you know in in a little bit because i don't want to go over two hours because then i can't really transfer the shit if i need to gotcha um but what you see, what I see now is like that they promoting a lot of of of, of, of uh, uh, interracial marriages. Like I'm seeing a whole bunch of commercials with a black a lot wife. Of commercials, and, yeah, black. a lot of commercials. I thought I was the only one. No, a lot of commercials. It, 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 it's, you know, it's crazy. You, you know what that is, though. It's like it, it, white people are 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 not producing at a fast enough rate to maintain that white people's existence. I think it's more ad marketing um, disclosures where um, because I work with a lot of producers and stuff in Uh in TV and film. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like, um, uh, you know, like do's and don'ts. Right. Right. And it's like diversity has to be a key in their um, in the commercial. So they're, they're not hit with. Um, that they're prejudiced, that they're racist, that they're da, 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 whatever. So a lot of that also comes from that too. You know what I mean? Okay. Where it's like, okay, let's get um a you white get everybody as many people and, in the in the commercial as you can, so they won't nobody be angry at us. Right. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Which 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 makes sense? Which they should do? You know what I'm saying? Which which you know when you look at America in the Olympics, they don't look like, you look at Sweden, you look at Russia, you look, everybody looks alike, you know, Austria, you know, and then America is diverse. It's, you know, 
you know, it's, um, so it's just, it's just crazy because, um, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I always mess with, with, with Billy and, uh, and his wife. And I always say that I can't wait for the day for aliens to come attack us. And then that'll be the day that we're all humans <laughs> because <laughs> I, I always joke with them with that because it's like, you know, I remember, you know, being in New York city around nine 11 and it was amazing to see people acknowledging and, and, you know, New York city, it was amazing to see people acknowledging, acknowledging each other as they walk past each other. You know what I mean? Like you don't even get that in New York city, let alone the skin color part. Right. right. So, so that it was just crazy that tragedy in, in, in crazy times it takes for people to look at people differently you know what i'm saying and say oh you know he's he she's just like me yeah you know what i mean we just look different well you know what like i'm 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 hoping for my grandkids sake that you know they don't have to go through some of the shit that i've been through in life you know so but you know what man like when when we saw with the youth programs and 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 the football um because you know I, i uh, I used to coach football and baseball and all that stuff. We're everybody is like to hear some of the stuff. My 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 my, my girl's Jamaican, so mm-hmm. my kids are half Irish, half Jamaican, which is a deadly combination. But <laughs> um, <laughs> it's dangerous, dangerous out there, man. Dangerous. I, I feel bad for the people in the world, but you know, it's interesting to see, like. You know, my daughter, she made a comment yesterday where she was like, you know, um, she was like, I, I'm, 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 I don't, I'll, I'll never date a white guy. I, don't, I hate white guys. I hate white And I was just like, I was like, and she's like, no, 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 no. It's different. It's different. You, you're okay. You're okay. But, and I was like, no, nah. I said, but you got to understand. You had, I said, you have to understand, like, like people say you're okay. You're different. But there's a lot of there's a lot of me's out there. I'm not I'm not special. I'm not I'm not one in a million. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people out here that that I know that are against you know racism and against this and against that. It's just it's crazy because it's crazy because we as society we lump people together. You know what I'm saying? And that and and, and that's what history has always done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Lump, lump people together, teach people that these people are wrong and these people are bad and these people are da da da. And I mean, and it's, I mean, I tell you, like, I mean, you're not in the, exactly the most diverse state in, in in the union either, bro. What's that? You're in so, Connecticut, man. Not, not exactly the, the, a beacon of diversity. It is, it is though. It is though. It is because we have all ethnic backgrounds. Like we have. You know, you know what's crazy? You, is, what you have is you have like a little Utah, like a a, a little area that, that yeah that is diverse. But right. then when they get outside that, like like right, I had, right. I give you an example, like like I told you, it was like ninety five percent black people in Detroit. I, I I didn't really know white people like until but that's a city I went to though. College. That's a city though. What what about the suburbs of Detroit? Because that's a, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly. the same thing. Yeah, we're talking about the but. As soon as you hit the suburbs, whole different energy. Right. Like I, I seen a guy make a video about um 
like him driving through Detroit. Yeah. As soon as he gets to the suburbs. <laughs> and that's dead ass. Oh that, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? So so like it's like you, we got utopias where you feel like okay, you and, and black folks has always been, you know, more uh, more welcoming. We just we just have been. You know, like if 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 somebody bring home a white person, you know, your whole family may not like like the idea, but they're going to get that person a shot. And if that person is a cool motherfucker, they going that's my guy right there. Right. You know, my, it, white folks was, will my, cut you my, the fuck off. Mine was reverse, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like the family I grew up with, like your shit it, was it, different. It, 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 yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's hard because when people talk about their and 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 that's what I was trying to explain to my daughter. Everybody's an individual. Everybody, you know, you're in the medical field. You know that the same diet that I take and you take will not work. You know what I'm saying? Exactly right. for same. you as it was for me because yeah. our bodies are different. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Everybody's body is different. Doesn't matter doesn't matter skin color or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It like I mean, I mean that plays a part too because like, you know, that's one thing I've learned is is like because I, I, I went through so many medical issues and I went through so much stuff and people were trying to give me the pop pills and all this other stuff and I was like, nah, let me go to vitamin you know bulk up on a whole lot of mm -hmm. vitamins and stuff like that but what's crazy is that is that what i was trying to teach my daughter was that that one boy that hurt you that hurt you you know what i mean all the boys in the u.s are not that same boy you know what yeah. i mean and, and yeah. don't look at boys or look at anybody based on 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 the skin color you know what i mean don't 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 sit there and say this person is this, and this person is that. Just say, you know, I like I, I used to always hate it when, 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 you know, when when growing up, people would tell a story and they'd be like, oh yeah, so da da da, and this black guy came in and like, well, what, what, why? What's I like, got to do like, with it? Like, what, what, like, what did the color have to do? You know, others, right? And, and then, and then, the, and then there was these two white dudes, and then, and then the only reason, like, if that is even needed, is if it boils down to a racist story. But if it's not a racist story, like what the hell does the ethnic background of anybody have had to do with the, the content of the story? You know what I mean? I, I'm, I, I'm guilty of it. I'm not gonna lie. Although I will, like, like some shit, man, like black folks just know, like, like, like we'll know, we'll, we, we know it's either a black person, like we don't have to say it. Like, like I was watching, uh, this fucking veterinarian show at like four o'clock this morning. <laughs> don't don't ask me why, man. I fucking woke up, man. I just couldn't. couldn't <laughs> but so so this lady comes in there with a guinea pig, and this guinea pig is fucked up, and so she pays for this guinea pig to have their eye sutured closed. Uh, she's gonna have eye drops every two hours. And it was something else, x-ray and all type of shit for this guinea pig. I don't have to tell you what color this lady is. If, if I'm telling the story to, to, to my peoples around the way. Right. We automatically know it's a white lady. Right. Or you automatically assume it's a white lady. 97% of the time, yeah. That's right, going to be right. a white person. It's a guinea pig, bro. Right. 
like I, I and I, I don't know if it's it's not just us though. I think that's pretty much like like every you know like what was what what uh it was a uh, was it Saturday Night Live? They had a skit and they were basically co- you know competing to see who it was. Like they were telling the story. Right, 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 right. And like somebody had they you know they got into a fight over some gym shoes, and the white lady was like. To the to the to the to the black anchor and right. shit about skiing and so the like the 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 black the, the the black anchor and I think the weather person was a black person too they was both like you know it was funny but it was it was so telling like we all kind of got some stereotypes that we I don't want to say enjoy but that we kind of use yeah it's, trust me I like I remember when people used to say I, that white people smell like 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 wet dog. I I I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that. that, that I don't, that's not, I hate I to don't, break that to you though, but that's still a current ask, thing, bro. I, 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 I still know, say that. I know that. I know that. I'm very aware of that. <laughs> and the thing about it is, is I don't ever want to accept that because anytime <laughs> I'm wet, <laughs> I don't want to sit there and think that I smell like a wet dog. You know what I mean? I can so, understand that. So, the, so there's certain things that you know that we take, and some things that we you know we, you know we don't accept, um, you know, jokingly. But it's just, it, it, it's it, no, it, it, you're right because my kid's mother, when she talks on the phone, they think she's white, and then when she gets there, she's not, right? Mm-hmm. And then when people talk to me on the phone, they think I'm black. And then you sometimes swag to you, bro. And sometimes people will sit there and be like, "Man, you know how it is for us." And it's like I, I'll I'll let it go, but I, I like I try to let it go, and I want to see how far it'll go. You know what I mean? And then I'll be like, um, "Yeah, just so you know, I'm white." But um, and then I, and then I'll keep going on with the conversation and just just blow their mind away. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they already. They already put me in with them with all the heritage and everything. Or like, and I was just like, yeah, nah, I'm white, but, but, yeah, and then you are, they didn't already invited you to the cookout. Like, you're everything, good. everything, <laughs> everything. They are, they automatically, you know, um, thought that I was, you know, and it's just, it's just, it's funny though. It, it, it really is. And, and, and then a lot of people would sit there and say, you know, how did you get, your voice to sound like that, like where, where, where are you from? Like where you know, and the thing about it is, is that I think, like, I know Spanish people that have gone to, um, and, and this is something I was taught. I, I was taught, I did not know this. We call, and I, when I say we, I mean like 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 me out here in Hartford. Mm-hmm. We call. Um, Spanish people like Puerto Rican, Dominican, da 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 da. But because Hartford has a lot of, and that, that was one of the things I want to tell you because you, you were talking about demographic. Man, mm-hmm. Hartford has the largest. Like if you look at, at um, like the the U.S. facts, mm-hmm. we have the second largest West Indian population in the state of Connecticut, especially in Hartford and surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. Well, like. I think New York is number one, and we're two, and I think Miami's three or something like that. But oh, wow. um, but we have a lot. We we have a lot of um, um, a lot 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 of Puerto Ricans, and what was crazy was that 
um, you know, a lot of people used to think I was Spanish, you know, oh, you will use, you know, because I, I was in Harvard, South End of Hartford is predominantly um, Spanish, but it's mixed. Mm -hmm. um, North End is predominantly black, but it's, you know, um, and th th there's only two sides. There's a West End, there's, you know, there's the East, but it's, it's, it's basically just North End, South End. But, um, but what's crazy is that, um, is that, um, damn, I had something good too, and I, and I completely forgot where the hell I was going, man. <laughs> it's that, it, it's that ADD, man. It, it happens, like, bro. It, 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 I was trying to, I was hoping that it wouldn't get me in the show, but it got me, the ADD got me, because once I start talking about something that I want to go into deep thought about, it's like, bam, I got you. ADD kicking oh, you, man. Welcome to the club, bro. I forget shit all the time, man. I'm old. Um, but on that note, man, we're going to wrap up the interview, man. Hey, man, I'm going to inbox you my number two, bro. We got to chop yeah, it up, man. Definitely. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Man. All right. All right. Some real shit. Um, I, pre I appreciate you having yeah, me on so the show. I enjoyed it very oh, much. I, I wish I wish a co-host could have been here so we all could have had some fun. You know what I mean? I hope I, I hope I didn't scare them. I, I hope I didn't scare them away. You know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, you know, like we don't have like you, you're like the third white person we'd had on the show, bro. Ever, okay, so I'm not. So I'm not. So I'm not the Jackie Robinson of the show. Not not quite. Um, quite. So I'm third. I'm third. So I'm like <sighs> I'm like I'm like Roy Campanella. There you go. That would be. You go. That, I was you. trying to think like. But it's been, you know what, man? I'm trying to trying to expand our shit, diversify. Um, and dope people is dope people, bro. And man, you make some fucking fire ass music too. Um, appreciate it, so, man. I appreciate it, man. And, I, yeah. and yo, I I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it much. You know what I mean? But Lost Files was you know just what? some some old yeah. music that needed to come out mm -hmm. because. I got a hard drive full of just songs, just full of songs that just been sitting there. And um, a lot of hard drives, uh, one of the things that you'll learn when you talk to a lot of musicians, like we, we lose files, hard drives get broken, get stolen, you know, so, 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 and you know, certain files start getting missing. So that way we can't mix down the, the song completely and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I'm a picky, picky p person. Um, and Billy mm -hmm. uh, and, and other people you could ask and, and, and they'll definitely confirm it. But <clears throat> I had to let my pride aside. And I was like, this is, I need, I need to let this out for hip hop because there's some, there's a lot of good songs going on. You know what I mean? And I can't just let it die just because it's not mixed how I would like it to be mixed because I don't have all the session files. You know what I mean? So I so this is just one of a, a of a bunch of episodes that are gonna come out because there's a lot of there's a lot of music man there's a lot of music. A lot That's of music what I'm about to say, track. man. Like like we got we got to do some listening sessions and shit, man. Well, you just definitely play your definitely. shit. Definitely, definitely. You know, yeah, I'm I'm with that. I want to hear some shit I ain't never heard before. There's a lot of shit I ain't never heard before. Um, and if people want to contact you, man, how do they get in touch with you? Um, right now, like one of the easiest ways is uh um. Uh, you go I am I A M doc ish, like I am doc ish dot com. Um, all my social media, all my Spotify, everything is on there, but everything is just like whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, 
it's all backslash docus d-o-c-i-s-h you know they can always contact me i have um i have an email out there too that comes straight to my phone um because you know i get a lot of, i get a lot of questions a lot of times from artists i'm always trying to help people out you know as best as i can with, mm -hmm. with the time i have you know what i mean with uh, you know sometimes people want me to uh you know do a little too much but um but I'm all, you know, I, I have a make lot it, of... Uh, make the questions quick. He is not about to produce your whole fucking CD yeah. for $12. Stop asking. <laughs> he do the best he can. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and that's another, it's crazy. That's another good topic, to, you know, talk about, you know, um, next time is uh, how the uh, licensing and um, all these uh, uh, beats that you can get for $5, 10 $20 has, has changed the game for producers. You know what I mean? Um Change, change the game. There's a lot of stuff that has changed the game. That's crazy. But um, but yeah, everything is dockish. Everything is uh, pretty simple. Um, it's either I am dockish on on TikTok. I, I just started TikTok. I had to, um, because TikTok is is through the roof right now. And yeah. I know, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know. We didn't grow up in the social media world, and and so it's like my daughter. She she runs Gotta my TikTok. It. She runs my TikTok page. I don't. I don't. I just. I sent content to her and I just started literally like last week, like two weeks ago. And, um, but yeah, stay yeah, tuned to a lot. started hours about three weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Our all TikTok, this stuff, yeah, about three, all this yeah. stuff put on TikTok, man. Because I had like 600 mm. views on a post with no friends yet. Because the algorithm is totally different than YouTube and, um, it's just, it, it's like, they just yeah. swipe down. They just keep swiping down. And then whatever the next video is, it comes up and they'll watch a little bit of it or they'll watch the whole thing and they just keep swiping on the like it or comment. And it's, it's not, it's based on the algorithm of, of the stuff that people like. And so it, so you'll mm -hmm. get stuff that you follow, but you'll also get other stuff that, that fits the, um, so it's, it's, it's yeah. interesting. And then it's, it's only a minute long. Yeah. Correct. 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 So it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You know, I don't know why your boy Trump was trying to shut it down, but that's a whole nother story. But it's it's you know, it's it's oh, man, he ain't my boy. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> I oh I thought I thought that red hat said said uh no no that said Detroit <laughs> clear as day. No, I'm messing, <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> oh, hey man, man, it was definitely an honor and a privilege, bro. And like I said, I'm I'm gonna hit you with my number, man. We're gonna stay in touch, bro. Definitely, man. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Salute, man. And you know, we gotta do this again, man. And don't forget Coogee Rap too, man. Coogee Rap. I'm on it. I'll, rap. I'll get we on, I'll get on it right again. now. All right, that's what's up, man. I appreciate it, bro. I right, appreciate it, Jobs. All right, no doubt. And have a good holiday too. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you and your family, man. Sorry All about right, your loss, out. man. Sorry about your loss. Man, I appreciate that, bro. Have a good one. All right, man. You too.